0: Father, we love you and we thank you for this morning that we can come and just be in your house that we can be in your presence. We thank you that you're so available to us. God, that when we sing, when we call on your name, Lord, you're there. You're a father who's close to us. Father, I pray for anyone that's listening or here this morning or watching on our live stream. Lord, I pray that if they're in need of a touch from you, God, I pray that they would just reach out. God, they would call out to you. Father, I pray that you would meet them right where they are. And we just say oh praise the name of the lord our god we love you we praise you we thank you for your goodness and your mercy lord we ask these things in jesus name amen matthew matthew chapter 14. there we go all right jesus walks on water we're going to try to learn some lessons from this story i'm going to try to present some lessons that I hope will be helpful to all of us today. Matthew chapter 14, beginning verse 22. Immediately after this, after this is after feeding the 5,000 men with the other people who were involved in that, the ladies and children. That number probably was around 15,000 or so. But uh, that's quite a feeding from uh, just uh, a little bit of bread and a little bit of fish with some left over. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back in the boat and cross to the other side of the lake. While he sent the people home, after sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, and of course, this is the fourth Roman watch that was between three o'clock and six o'clock in the morning. But this translation goes ahead and said the beginning of that, three o'clock in the morning, about three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once, Don't be afraid, take courage, I am here. Don't be afraid, take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to Him, Lord, if it's really You, tell me to come to You walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. And so if you could see this story unfold, if you were... Uh, had a full, you know, view of what was taking place, if you saw the insisting of Jesus, the sending of the disciples away, and him going up to pray, and then at three o'clock in the morning walking on the water to the disciples, and then the events that took place with Peter saying, if that's really you, let me know and I'll walk out to you, and, and Peter walks on the water for a moment, then his attention is diverted from being on Jesus to on the winds and the wave, and the normal takes over, and he falls in, and then Jesus immediately reaches down and says, Oh, you little faith, but he picks him up out of, the, out of that water while standing on the water, which is an amazing feat. That's an unbelievable feat. It's unbelievable to walk on water, but it's even added to it when you think about it, that Jesus is standing on the water and reaches down and picks up Peter from under the water. That's quite a deal. I don't know how much Peter weighed, but that's amazing to be on top of the water, to walk in the water and be able to do that. And, and Jesus did that. And you see all that take place. And, and if you would have seen that the moment that Jesus and Peter got back in the boat... The storm stopped. Did you see that? Can you imagine that? We well, you saw all this take place. That's an amazing thing. Wouldn't it be wonderful to apply every one of those lessons to our lives? Wouldn't it be great that just not for a sermon or a Bible study or scripture reading, but wouldn't it be great that the lessons that we see here in Matthew chapter 14, that day by day, Monday through Saturday, even on Sunday, each day of the week, each moment of the day, that we could live out these lessons and they would become part of our experience, part of our life, even the walking on the water. The, the, uh, even the miracle here, even the supernatural, even the calming of the heart, that we, it would be our experience. And so here's some real important lessons for us. The first lesson that's really important for us here is Jesus went up on top of the hill by himself to pray. To pray. Jesus modeled prayer for us. Jesus taught us how to pray. Jesus modeled prayer for us. He showed us that talking with His Father was extremely important to Him. It was extremely beneficial to him. He needed some time. He needed some time away from the disciples. He needed some time away from the crowd. He needed some time away from the pressure of the world. He needed to distance himself from what was taking place and find some time to be by himself and to pray. Now, one thing that that I've experienced, and I'm sure that you've experienced as well, that is, when we try to live this Christian life, Without prayer, we're liable to quit. We get discouraged. We get defeated. We, we get to the point where we wonder, what in the, does it make any sense? Does it add up? Is it a good thing? And And we find ourselves more likely to quit than we are to be persevering through all of the issues that we face in this life. And Jesus shows us that. I think that one of the places, this is one of the places that Jesus shows us, How important prayer is. Christians have got to pray. We have got to pray. We've got to spend time with the Lord. It's where our power comes from. It's where our strength comes from. It's where our courage comes from. And through that prayer life is where our faith is built. And and it is so much better to be able to say the reason why I do this is because God has told me to, rather than, I just think it's a good idea. It's a lot better. If it's only our ideas, if it's only what we think is right, if we only think this matters, then then we are going to fall very quickly to other people's opinions of us, to our own opinion of us. We are going to be more concerned with reason and understanding and, and circumstances But if we are tied to the Lord strongly with prayer and we're hearing His voice and we're spending time with Him and we're beginning to to understand what His will for our lives is, we can hang on. We can move forward. We'll have the energy. We'll have the confidence. We'll have the assurance of being able to walk forward regardless of what the storm looks like. Keep in mind... We're looking at this from a high altitude. We're looking down and seeing how everything fits together. Jesus saw that storm a long way before He got to that water. And so He felt the wind blowing. Jesus had been around the Sea of Galilee for a long time. He knows what's about to take place. And so as Jesus is walking down that hillside... He can feel that wind. He knows that wind. And he knows there's, there's, it's difficult out there for his people in that boat. It's three o'clock in the morning, for God's sakes. Who in the right mind is out there in the middle of that sea, in that dark place, with such wind and such waves? And, and Jesus knows what's taking place. And he's carried with that faith, that belief, that understanding that comes through prayer. And he walks right out there on the water. And so the first lesson of walking on the water is prayer. Not to be underestimated, not to be overlooked. Jesus prayed. The second thing we see here going on, I think this is really important for us to understand. Now, rightfully so, when they see Jesus walking on the water, they're afraid, right? Right? And what do they, what, how, how do they respond to that situation? They were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost. It's a ghost. We've got to keep in mind that when we begin to see the unexplainables, when we begin to see the walking on water, when we begin to see the things that only God can do, we may not know the correct response right away, and we may be just like these disciples. I mean, I'm with them. I understand. It's the middle of the night. It's dark. They see an image out there. As that image is coming closer, they're going, "Oh my goodness, it's a ghost!" I mean, who else can walk on water? It's a, it's a just, it's common sense here, and and oftentimes God begins to work supernaturally in our lives. He begins to show up. He begins to work in the miraculous. And because we may not be used to that, because it may be so unexplained to us, we look at that situation and, and we don't respond initially in the right way. It takes us a while to understand what is really going on. And so that's how the disciples responded. Now, we're going to talk about now the response of Peter. Usually in this passage of Scripture, when we look at this, Peter's made out to be the bad guy. He's made out to be the lesson of what not to do. Now, he did take his focus off of Jesus, and when he took his focus off of Jesus, he began to experience the normal. That's a lesson in here. We need to talk about that. But I think a better lesson about Peter in this story is the fact that Peter, for a little while, walked on water. Didn't he? It says, Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. Now, did he take 10 steps? Did he take 20 steps? Did he take 30 steps? We don't know how many steps he took. But he took enough steps for there to be that awareness, that understanding. Peter walked on the water. That's significant. That's important for us to understand. You see, from a big picture looking down at this story, what that tells us is this. Believers can experience the things that only Jesus is able to do. Jesus walked on the water. And Peter, following the command of Jesus, He walked on the water towards Jesus. Matter of fact, he walked on the water towards Jesus until he began to focus on the winds and the waves more than Jesus. Now, when do Christian people get out of the hunt? When do Christian people give up? When do Christian people uh, lose heart? When do Christian people don't have the strength to pray? When do Christian people find themselves trying to find other answers to justify their life other than the words of the Lord? For sure, when they began to focus more on the storms, the wind, the waves, the problems, their circumstances, more than on Jesus and His words. Jesus and His promises. That's when believers get sideways. That's when believers quit. That's when believers struggle and don't follow through with what God has asked them to do. That's when it gets to be in a situation where, man, I'm not sure I can move forward. This is more than I can bear. <clears throat> they begin to look at themselves. They begin to look at the ways, circumstances, and they take their eyes off of Jesus. That's a good lesson here for us. But a better lesson is for us to whet our appetite. To maybe, you know, stick our curiosity a little bit. Can we really truly experience the stuff of Jesus? Can we really truly walk on water? Well, We say, we can't necessarily walk on water. Well, if it's God's command, we can. If it's God's purpose, we can. Obviously, there was a great purpose here for Peter to walk on the water. It may be that walking on the water for you looks differently. Walking on the water is a different kind of experience for you and me. Maybe it's being faithful against all odds. Maybe it's persevering against Every struggle imaginable. Maybe it's hanging in there. Maybe it's not quitting. Maybe it's professing Christ when it's not popular to profess Christ. And we see the results of that. Maybe it's our surrender. Maybe it's our sacrifice that is our walking on water. Maybe it's just a fact that we choose joy. And we're able to move forward walking towards Christ. Not looking at the way things are, but keeping our focus on Christ. Peter walked on the water. And there's another lesson here in this story that I think is really important for us to understand. Now, I'm not going to beat up the other disciples, but they didn't get up and ask that all-important question. Lord, if it's you... Just give me the word and I'll jump over the side of this boat and walk toward you. Nobody else brings it up. Matter of fact, you know that in the boat, when he says that, you know what was going on inside that boat. You know the whispering. You know the looks of uh, of just disgust, annoyance over yeah, here he goes again. Walking on water, sure. You know there was a cold water group in there. There was a A condemning uh, spirit in that boat. There was a, can you believe he said that to Jesus in that boat? You know there was, because of human beings in that boat. And that's the way human beings respond. But Peter was willing to go all alone, he was willing to go all alone. Nobody else is willing to go with him. You know, the truth is, when we hear the Lord speak and we believe his word, we believe his command to follow him. We believe what he says to us. We often have to go all alone, even when everyone else says you're making a fool of yourself. But Peter, he was willing to go all alone. Alone. I know that's a deal breaker a lot of times in people's lives. It's a deal breaker when a teenager comes home and says they've accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior, and and the mom and dad look at them like they're crazy. The teenager says, I want to be baptized next week at the church, and, and they just go, Why are you wasting your time on such foolishness? And oftentimes, teenagers have got to go all alone. Sometimes a husband's got to go all alone. Sometimes a wife has got to go all alone. Sometimes we've got to be the only one at work. We've got to be the only one in our class. We've got to be the only one that's going to move forward and believe God for what God says. But it's at that point when we go all alone that we experience the things of the Lord. Another lesson for us in this story is this. Peter's belief in the promise of the Lord, it impacted other people. Well, we're talking about it today. But you know good and well, just put yourself in that boat. So, m- sunrise happens. Remember, they get back in the boat and it's calm, so they make it to shore. The sun comes up, it's time to eat. They have their breakfast. You know that when they began to talk about what happened between 3 and 6 o'clock in the morning, Peter's obedience, Peter's belief, Peter's faith impacted those other disciples. It impacted them. And when believers believe, it causes other people to believe. When believers are obedient to what the Lord says, it impacts other people. And I just believe that Peter's belief to do the absurd, to do the unusual, to be the crazy one, it impacted the disciples, and it impacted the good news, because people talked about this unusual story. Let me tell you, see that fellow over there? That's Peter. Peter. He was in that boat with us the other day. Bad storm. Remember the other night we had that bad storm early in the morning? The guy said, yeah, woke me up. Wind blew the shutters off the the door or whatever. Yeah, I, I remember that storm. We were out there in that storm. And the Messiah walked on the water. Did he really? Yeah, he walked on the water. We thought it was a ghost at first. But let me tell you something else that's even crazier than that. What's that? That guy there, that Peter... He said, Lord, if that's you, give me the word and I'll come to you. And Jesus says, come on. He walked on the water. There's something to this. There's something to this Messiah. He gave a strength to Peter. This is unusual. We sat there in that boat and and it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Lost all track. Lost all count. God doing so many things. Peter went all alone. He believed, and there was impact. And every single time a believer, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the storms, regardless of the challenges, will believe and trust God, there's an impact. There's a testimony. The Lord uses it. And so he goes all alone. And then you see the wonderful thing, the presence of the Lord just stills the storm. It calms the storm. It says when they got back into the boat, the wind stopped. It was the need for the wind and the waves was no more. When the lesson was learned, when the testimony was given that Jesus is the Son of God, and that opportunity was given to the disciples that they took it all in and now they look at that situation and go all right we surrender you really are the son of god you really are him and they worshiped him who else can I mean the moment he got back in that boat the storm quit did y'all see that man those disciples said any other explanations guys anybody else questioning right here now we were here in the storm we saw him walking on water we saw peter walking on water and the very moment that he gets back in the boat the storm stops anybody got any other suggestions not me i believe he's the son of god And they worshiped him. Man, you get there sometimes, don't you? You get to that point where you're going, He's the Son of God. He really is the Son of God. And you worship him. He did this, He did that. He showed up, He answered my prayer. He really is the Son of God. He comforted me when no one else could do it. He showed me. He gave me that lesson. He taught me. He was there with me. I felt His peace. I felt His joy. I experienced Him. He really is the Son of God. And your heart warms up and your heart melts with the presence of the Lord. And they experienced His presence. Now the words of Jesus to the disciples that were terrified. They had fear. Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. That's what Jesus said to those guys. That's what Jesus says to us when... When we're terrified, when we're afraid, when we're scared, when we got fear, when there's unknown, there's uncertainty, when there's a storm brewing, when there's a storm present, when when we go, man, I'm out here in this boat and these waves are too big for this boat, this wind is too strong for this boat, it, my vessel is not made for this. God lets us get into those situations where. Our vessel is not made for this. Our understanding is not made for this. This is more than we can deal with. And if you'll just stop and listen, you'll hear our sweet Lord say to us, don't be afraid. Take courage, which really means believe. Take courage. Believe in me. I am here. You may be hearing that whisper. He may be whispering to you all the time. You feel it in your heart. You feel it in your understanding. In that spiritual knower deep inside of you, you've been hearing the Lord say, I am here. I am here. Don't be afraid. I am here. Take courage. I'm with you. I'm here. You may be going through a time in your life where your faith is struggling, your belief is struggling. Your, the, the, all this news and all this going on, is just overwhelming to you. Just, just sit for a moment. Just open up your heart. Do you hear the Lord say to you by His Spirit, don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here if you hear his voice just just pray a prayer like this to the Lord Lord I hear you I believe your promises I I know that the same experience these disciples had I can have right here and now I hear your voice Lord I pray that you will give me the belief to believe That You'll give me the hope to stand on. That, Lord, You will give me the courage. You will, Father, give me the awareness of Your presence. Help me, Lord, to rely on You. Help me to depend on You. Help me, God, to live every day with the belief that Jesus walks on water. That Jesus calms storms. That Jesus can meet every need I face. And you might be watching this out there, and, and you're not sure about your eternity. You're not sure whether or not if you were to die that you'll go to heaven. And you're hearing the Lord speak to you, and you're being drawn, you're being tugged on. And, and, and just like these disciples, you, you're just having some questions that you haven't had before. You're having some thoughts that you hadn't had before. And and this is the day of your salvation. This is the time that God appointed for you to hear this message and for the Spirit of the Lord to open up your heart. And, and you just need to say yes. And say, I agree. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. I believe. I Believe. That Jesus rose from the grave and I ask that Jesus come into my heart. Forgive me of all my sins to give me eternal life. Lord, I just want to be one of your children. I want to hear your voice. I want to know your voice. I I just, I just want to possess you. And with all the faith that he's given you right now, you just say, I acknowledge that Jesus is the son of God and I'm just surrendering to him as the king of my life. If you have just prayed that prayer with me, if you just, from your own heart and your own words, you just surrendered yourself to Jesus as your king, you've been born again. You know for sure that you have eternal life. Your sins have been forgiven. You've been washed with his blood. You're one of his children. And you don't have to face anything else all alone. Jesus is your friend, your Lord, your Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. God, help us to be faithful to you. And Lord, help us, Father to just rely upon what you have said and what you have did, what you have done, and what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen.